strapped in the trenches making moves going all out every day handle business you know that the hustle don't stop got my team let's get it reviewing books and talk stocks steady keep it moving so you gonna want to tune in get low down it's an app get local food on demand delivery right to your home everything in the palm of your hand took hard work and dedication come through join the conversation this is history up in the making we just want to be an inspiration hey let's go Welcome to another episode here of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. We are going to find out what the future of sales is like with AI being artificial intelligence. We've got our buddy Chad Burmeister coming on. I say our buddy in the Stephen A. Smith sense. I've never actually met him, but I, I've engaged with him <laughs> on the internet. I know that's an ongoing joke of Frank Caliendo's. I was just actually watching that yesterday where he kind of rips on Stephen A. for being very well acquainted with people that he's never met. I thought that was really funny. But yeah, uh, yeah Chad Burmeister, founder and CEO of ScaleX.ai, delivers AI for sales as a service to give founders and CEOs of funded startups an unfair competitive advantage. And I guess is uh, delivers way more sales meetings a month. His passion is helping regular people become the greatest sales professionals in the world. So this will be interesting. It'll be, you know, maybe you can help us expand our horizons with the future of tech. Who knows? But uh, we'll have him on in a bit. We have Quizmaster Sean coming on in 10 minutes for his usual shtick with the fake hair or real hair. We still don't know. But uh, in the meantime, what's going on? And I, I, Dan, I know you have some current events in our world, right? What are you talking about with Lyft? Lyft, DoorDash's IPO. Yeah, I mean, I guess this got announced, I think a couple of days after our last podcast, but Lyft last week announced that they're getting into food delivery. So that'll be interesting. I'm sure during the pandemic, they probably realized that Uber's business thrived because it eats and theirs fell off a cliff. And honestly, I feel like they're probably battling an uphill battle now with just more people consistently using Eats and Uber just because that's what they were using during the pandemic. So that'll be interesting to say. And yeah, DoorDash going public, which, you know, that's not a shocker. They basically announced that several times over the last 18 months, but it's finally about to happen. How do you guys think that's going to do? Because I, I don't know if you also saw Instacart. They're also going public. I think DoorDash is going to do way better than Instacart personally, but I, uh, I mean, DoorDash showed a profit this last quarter, which I thought was shocking. Yes. Yeah, I was like, wow, really? But I mean, I think they're going to do well as a stock. No doubt about it. We've seen what they've done in our space. I also think that bodes well for us though, because when a company goes public, they have shareholders to be accountable to. And I get what DoorDash's model is. They still have to be showing people they're making money which, you know, that allows us to actually compete in marketplaces when a company has to make money in a business. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They listed like a lot of risks in uh, their filing. Uh, one being that the pandemic was a one and done and this could have boosted, you know, their orders significantly and buyers should be aware of that. And there's some other things that are pretty interesting in there too. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, Camille? Thanks for tuning in. Hope all is well with you. Long time no speak. 
Um, and then, you know, the other news is we got another company today that announced another vaccine that's even more effective than the first one. And, uh, you know, I know we talked about this a little last week, but I don't think people comprehend how good a vaccine is that's over 90% effective. Originally, when they were talking about the vaccine, they were talking about 50% effective, which is basically what the flu is. 90 plus percent is uh, on the level of the measles. And I think Trump knew about that when he kept saying rounding the curve. I, I think he knew that there was a vaccine that was coming out that was like this when you think about it. So that, yeah, well, you're dead on. That's going to be great. And it's going to get the either way, though, the distribution of the vaccine. We're not going to see things opening up probably till spring at the early. No, but I will say what's going to keep happening is there's probably going to be like three or four more companies that come out with their own vaccine. And as each company comes out with the vaccine, you're going to have more and more companies that are capable of distributing the vaccine. So it looked like only, you know, a hundred million in year one might eventually end up being like 500 million when you factor in the vaccines that haven't even been announced yet. Which you might not even need that many with herd immunity taking over. When you think about it, enough people get this thing. What's well, the number there? I mean, it's going to be a great combo. It'll be a great combo of the two of them. The herd immunity will take place for the people who don't want to take the vaccine. And the vaccine will be available for, you know, people like our parents that feel the need to take the vaccine. It's I could see enough. people realizing in the spring where it's like, oh, wow, this has already reached that tipping point where the vaccine's probably going to be available right when herd immunity hits. That's the ironic part about that. But, you know, it's great to know that there is a vaccine. So that's actually effective. Yeah, no, definitely. That's... um. Corey with the NDSU sweatshirt. I love it. And then, you know, the other, <laughs> the other news is Dustin Johnson won the Masters, which, you know, that's his first yeah. green jacket. No, I mean, the Masters is worthwhile, a worthwhile shout out. We talk about the news. That's probably the most exciting news that's happened in the last week other than the vaccine. I think that shows how dominant Dustin Johnson actually is as a golfer. When I heard he won, because, you know, I don't like golf is like you. I didn't even watch. When Tiger's not doing well, I'm just like, whatever. Dustin Johnson, when I heard he won, it's like, oh, I mean, he's dominant. He dominated too. He dominated in a way though, where it's like you expect Dustin Johnson to win those tournaments. So when he does win, it's not like, oh wow. It's like, yeah, he's dominant. It's and incredible though. When you watch DJ and he's on his game, and you could say this about a lot of players, but I feel like it's with him more than anybody. It looks so easy where you almost think that he should go out and win every golf tournament he plays in. Well, and that's then, being in the zone. They have that's what sports psychology is all about. For sure. I mean, so, he's always up there. It's crazy. He's so consistent. Did you guys uh did you guys see the end of that Arizona Cardinals Bills game last I night? I did, Corey. That was why I was at my parents. That was wild. That was unreal. DeAndre Hopkins at last second just caught a ball over three guys. And you know, he is the probably the best, arguably the best receiver in football. Well, like literally, no, like no chance. There's three guys. It went right in the middle. He just grabbed it out of three guys' hands. And then Kyler Murray made like an unbelievable play to even get that throw off. And they won with literally one second left in the game. It was crazy. Yeah, that was right wild. After, and it was right after the Bills went down and scored a last-minute touchdown to go up. And then there's like 30 seconds left of the game, and that happened. 
It was wild. Both, both teams are rising. Like you wouldn't be shocked to see them play in a Super Bowl one day. You know, like they're no. both respectable teams on the up and up. So, yeah. and the the Patriots, of course, are somehow still in the mix. Like you yeah. knew they. You know, I, I don't even bet on football much anymore. But <laughs> yesterday was such a. I saw that game and I'm like, if I was gonna go hard on a game, and I'm not just saying this, the Patriots Ravens. It was such one of those. Oh. The Patriots are going to, of course, win this game and then be in this, oh, well, it's Belichick. They could still win this division the way yeah. you know, Miami, you know, Buffalo. Definitely. After the Bills lost, I mean, yeah, that was. I had a feeling they were going to win too. And then, yeah, shit, like shitty weather. You knew the Patriots were going to win that game, in my yeah. mind at least. And the Giants, I mean, I, you know, Danny Dimes, no turnovers two games in a row. You know I'm big on him. Two wins in a row. That team's defense is looking respectable. They need to draft a stud receiver. Like I love Darius Slayton, but he's not a number one receiver. He's so are you great. are you back big on him? Because for a minute you were starting to doubt him a couple weeks. I, ago. I wasn't starting to doubt him. I said he had to stop turning the ball over. I know I am big on him without a doubt. Yeah. I haven't I, even seen the last couple of games because they haven't been on TV here, and I don't have the NFL. He looked, he looked solid yesterday. I will tell you, if I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I don't think Carson Wentz is the deal there at all i he really sucks. I, he sucks and Corey, i know you're repping his uh alma mater yeah. there but i That's really true. i think they are wondering <laughs> like what are they doing at quarterback because he's not good when you really look at him and he's a walking like fragile box that guy is one hit away he's not a guy that is gonna like keep playing like that anyway I just think they need a new answer at quarterback. What made them go with him after Foles was the guy that came in and won the Super Bowl? Like, I know that was a few years ago. That scary word we always talk about, potential. Yeah, but, like, how do you not go with the guy that wins the Super Bowl? It's Like, that just seems like an obvious choice. I, I don't know enough. I don't know as much about it as you guys. I just remember when that happened, I thought to myself, like, that's kind of odd. Wentz he was having, like, a great year prior to – them winning the Super Bowl after he got hurt and then Foles carried them and won the Super Bowl. Like he had a Carson once had a great year prior to that. That's what it was. Corey's dad, yeah. a phenomenal year in the regular season. And then, you know, also folks kind of sucks when it's not like a big, when he does it, when he's a starter, he's just not good. But when he comes yeah. off the bench and has like, you know, he has to win all the pressure. He loves it. He's so paid yeah. too. It's like at this point, Nick Foles, he's won a Super Bowl. If you're him, are you that into football? Like I, I I'm wondering like where his motivations lie, Nick I Foles. Mean, I guess it depends if you love the game or you love the money. He already <laughs> has the money, that's for sure. So I don't know what maybe he just thinks this is his journey for now. I just there's certain quarterbacks I wonder. I'm like, this guy gets hit enough times and hurt again. He's so paid. Does he want to keep putting up with this shit? Yeah, he just he probably just wants to be a backup. He just keeps getting put in. <laughs> the Jerry Eisenbahn, our buddy, used to joke around. He wanted to be a backup holder as a living. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great profession. <laughs> I always thought that was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, we got Quizmaster Conjure. Corey, do you have a food for thought besides that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I mean, I had a – I can go over it after. I was just going to go over some uh, – aliases that celebrities use to order food delivery. I thought oh, it was pretty funny. This. That's great. I like it. Yeah. All right. So for Beyonce, she used, she uses Ingrid Jackson. Kim Kardashian uses Princess Jasmine. Uh, Ice That's Cube nice. uses Darius Stone. 
Yeah. These are such okay. bullshit names. Like they yeah. can't come up with something generic. <laughs> Wait, this is my favorite one. Tom Hanks, Johnny Madrid. I like that one. <laughs> I like it, but it's like that. I, that's like a porn star name. I wonder, like, I gotta, talk, I gotta <laughs> yeah, exactly. talk to these people, Corey, about their aliases because well, if I'm Corey, that, Mike, you're on my Mike's on my list here. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, we got Mike Roland as Pablo Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there we go. Like, no one would ever see that. <laughs> if I'm Beyonce, and I, I'm like, all right, I'm Pablo Coffee here as a chick for one. No one would ever have any idea what the hell is going on. Her name, Princess Jasmine. I could hey. guess that. Like yeah, just how to like let me throw a dart at the wall. That's not good <laughs> for her. Yeah, these names kind of suck, but I thought it was interesting that celebrities do get food delivery all the time with you know all these big companies and they do use you know fake names. And Corey, Maybe. how about Doc Foley? But wait, hold on a second. Let's, back up. Let's yeah. back up here. Jack Tanuki. I, I'm I don't know if I'm buying this. Like, where are you able to all of a sudden hack these names? Where well now that now they're gonna have to uh, so there's a list that travel and leisure which is a magazine came out with that uh, celebrities who book food delivery and hotels for travel put these names instead of their names. That's and yeah, awesome. yeah, there's like 15. There's uh, Jed Siegel is Jed Tanuki. <laughs> Jed Siegel. <laughs> um, How is Jed? I've never even met him. Johnny, Johnny Depp is Mr. Stench. Like, I don't I know. Love that. Companies, but, that's yeah. great. Again, that is great, but that's like too obvious for Johnny Depp. He looks like Mr. Stench. Like, yeah. it's not a, you know, that's a guy where I'd be like, oh, okay. That'd be one of like 10 names I'd think of. Well, like, what, what would you do? Just like Brian Maples? Like, no, I would, I would do like Jed Tanuki, where it's just like, <laughs> what the hell is that? I, in a way where it's so far out to left field, there's no way of just hitting it. Yeah, Mr. Stench? I put that in a top 10 that I think of for Johnny Depp. Duper. <laughs> so yeah, the, last, yeah. the last one was Justin Timberlake who goes by uh, uh, Michael Woodpond. And I guess okay. he switches Timberlake for Woodpond. See, I, I see that that I get. Justin that's Timberlake by far wins there. Is that yeah, that, that's clever because he gives that's a hint. Clever. Yes, yeah, that is, that's that. good. That's the best one. All right, that's Corey, that's really great. funny. Timberlake Wood Pond. And speaking of really funny, Quizmaster Sean time. And now it's time for everyone's favorite online game show, Win Mike Rollins Lunch, starring your host, Sean Cottle. There he is. His hair is okay. still there. <laughs> I heard you. you had a shampoo incident, Quizmaster Sean. I did. Thank goodness I had a good hair donor. It all worked out for me. And Henry is no longer your intern. I heard you replaced him. Henry's gone. We got Marco here today. And as usual, our quiz maker, Lucy, does all the questions. And my information person, uh, Craig, is over here. And uh, hopefully we don't fire Craig and he got all his info right today. What can we say, Craig? There we go. We got a little bit for him. And how's the stomach feeling after this? How's that stomach, Conch? That stomach is feeling pretty good. I got to say, I might go for a double dip of that chip. Ooh. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Now, today we got six questions, two apiece. The loser has to eat something gross. The winner eats Mike Rollins' lunch right off his plate. Yeah. Are we ready, folks? Yes. There we go. First up, we have Corey Aronson. Corey, your categories are Case of the Mondays, Fruity Fridays, Everybody Loves the D, Mr. Meat, 
what's that smell? And I'm getting too old for this shiitake. Wow. I'll go with uh, I'm getting too old for this wow. shiitake. I love that. He is getting too old for this shiitake. Your question is, <laughs> what is the longest running show in the history of the Food Network? Is it Chopped, Iron Chef, Good Eats, or Cupcake Wars? Hmm. That's a good one. I'm going to go with uh, with Cupcake Wars. Cupcake Wars is incorrect. That's actually the shortest running of those shows. The longest running show is Good Eats at 14 Seasons. Boom. Oh, oh, boy. There you go. Corey, start off with that FDSU sweatshirt, Corey. I'm going to go get my package just in case here. Oh, the bikes and have had a rough run, Conj, you know, with uh, Carson Wentz and all losing yesterday to the Giants. <laughs> that did happen. I'm a big Eagles fan. Everyone knows that. Well, but Westmaster Sean did have a huge bet on the Giants to win the Super Bowl. Only an Eagles fan would wear a sports jacket like Is that. Is that Scott, Sean? It's actually green tea infused with Hennessy. It's pretty Ooh. fantastic. That's what wow. he wants his girlfriend to think, but it's really <laughs> scotch. It's just plain scotch. I just want to drink as much as I can. There it is. It's five o'clock somewhere, Sean. It's five o'clock and 15 minutes right damn here. And next up, we have Dan Rowland. How are we feeling today, Dan? We're feeling good. Hopefully confident. Your questions are, case of the Mondays, Fruity Fridays, Everybody loves the D, especially Dan Roland, Mr. Meat, and what's that smell? I'm going to go with everybody loves the D. I knew you would. I made this question just for you. Obtained by exposure to the sun, vitamin D3 supports healthy bones, boosts the immune system, and reduces depression. Which of these foods is highest in vitamin D3? Is it salmon? Egg yolks, tuna, or mushrooms? I'm going to go with mushrooms. Mushrooms is incorrect. Uh, it actually has the high content of vitamin D2, which then converts into vitamin D3. But good try. The answer is salmon. Dan, I thought you were going to choose salmon there. How did you get trapped? Because I figured mushrooms, they grow outside where there's sun. I but Dan, like your intuition was salmon. That's the thing. My intuition was actually tuna, if we're being honest. What? <laughs> yeah, but I went with mushrooms. Wow. <laughs> I went with logic over intuition. Both were incorrect. Well, that wasn't bad because all four of those actually are pretty high in vitamin D content and good to eat throughout the winter. I want to re redo on the question. Yeah, you'll get nothing of the such. <laughs> we are at zero, zero. Are we ready for Mike Rowland? Oh, yeah, baby. The champion from last week, as well as the food king, Mike Roland. Are we ready? Always. We've got Case of the Mondays, Fruity Fridays, Everybody Loves the D, No Wait, Dan already did that one, Mr. Meat, and What's That Smell? What's that smell? What is that smell? Let's try to find out. This fruit is banned in many countries and illegal uh, to have on public transportation and others because of its putrid smell. It is said to smell like a mixture of old garbage and sweaty feet. What fruit is it? Is it Aki, Durian, Akebi, or a Salak? Durian. Durian, and that is correct. Oh, well baby. done, Mike. Oh, Just yeah. feeding him the easy questions, Conch. Oh, you guys knew that? I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. 
That yeah, Dan, you were kind of perplexed on that one. You know, I've heard that before, but I was looking for a different answer that I didn't hear. I could I could answer that without a multiple choice because I did a blog post on that once for us. I remember that happened when we were like in Asia once, and someone yeah, tried Chinese food. Right? It did. They, yeah. they said you can't have it. They actually have signs for that. I, I remember that, but I don't remember that being the name of the fruit. Durian. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hold on, a second. Lucy. Can we get some tougher questions here, please? For God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> All right. I think I'll keep her around anyway. She's pretty good. Well, that brings us to our halftime, and I'd like to talk about our sponsor. Now, our sponsor, Lodell.com. Lodell, if you're looking for low-cost Dell computers, make sure to come to Lodell.com. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, Lucy's out of here. She's done. Wait, no, that's actually Marco's department. Marco, what, what are you talking about? They're a food delivery company. Someone's balls are in advice right now. From all your favorite restaurants in their areas? They're the best in the business? What do you mean I used to work there? Well, damn it. <laughs> anyway, Lodell.com. Go check it out if you're hungry, apparently. Or if wow. you need a Dell computer. And that brings us up to our next round. Coming back up around with Corey Aronson. You've got zero. You got to get one to keep yourself out of trouble. We have Case of the Mondays, Fruity Fridays, and Mr. Meat. <laughs> I'll go with uh, with Mr. Meat. I knew it. Mr. Meat. Now, uh, uh, fun fact about the name Mr. Meat. That was actually Dan's stripper name. Damn, do you, Dan, do you have any stories from your stripper days? None that are appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> wow. Well, let's give it up for him anyway. <laughs> the pride of Denver, Colorado, Dan Roland, a.k.a. Mr. Meat. Corey, here is your question. Many, many foods seem vegetarian but are not. Which of these foods is? is vegetarian is it maple bacon kettle chips jelly beans processed sugar or tortillas i'm gonna go with jelly beans jelly beans is wrong jelly beans actually have gelatin in them which contains animal bones hooves and snouts uh, yeah right. the correct answer is actually bacon kettle chips huh wow yeah. So basically, if Dan does not get this right, I win by default. You do, but we'll still have to go for a, to a playoff for who does the punishment. So, Dan, lots of pressure on you here. Do you think you can handle it? I'll try my best. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's see his best. I'm sure everyone who saw Mr. Meat saw his best. <laughs> Your That's category. actually the alias that Dan uses to order food delivery. Is Mr. Meat. <laughs> Mr. Meat. Delicious. Your categories are Case of the Mondays and Fruity Fridays. I'm going to go with Case of the Mondays. You'll like this one, Dan. Popular comic book character Garfield the Cat is known for his love of lasagna. Which of these foods does he hate? Is it broccoli, spinach, oatmeal, or raisins? Ah, uh, I know this is either going to be broccoli or spinach. I'm going to go with broccoli. 
Broccoli is incorrect. It's actually raisins. Oh, man. Garfield had odd tastes, but... My 50-50 choice. I didn't even give myself one of the right answers. <laughs> Apparently, you had 0% chance. And that get, brings us to a playoff for our last place. But, Mike, we'll throw your, your last question anyway to see if you got a perfect score here. Oh, yeah. Your, your question is Fruity Fridays. Uh, this is a visual aid question. Seen here, uh, popular in Southeast Asia, what fruit is this? <laughs> no, this is not a multiple choice question, by the way. Oh, yeah, this right. is multiple choice. Sorry. No, the no, answers no, no. are holla fruit, horned melon, rambutan, or mangosteen. I know the answer. Horned melon. Nope. Dan, what's the answer? Rambutan. Oh, double wrong. It's hollow fruit. Oh. Hate to see that. I hate to see a double wrong too, but that brings us up to our tiebreaker question. Lots of pressure on both of you. I know personally, neither of you want your food punishment this week. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Your question oh, is square shaped watermelons were invented in Japan in the 1980s to better fit the, com the compa compact size of the average Japanese refrigerator by growing them in square molds. How much does a square watermelon cost today? Go ahead, write down your uh, your answers. Take your time. Oh, wait, could you first, before we answer this, give us a hint and tell us where they're sold? They're sold basically just in Japan or online if you want to get them shipped to you, but we're not including the shipping costs in oh. our final answer here. But like if I'm in Japan and I go to a food market, there's going to be a square melon. You'll be able to find them somewhere and we're not going by yen. We're doing the USD conversion rate. Okay. Corey, it looks like you have something written down. Dan, you ready? I got right. $22. We got $22 from Corey. Dan? My guess was 17 17 wow. and the winner of this challenge is Corey Ernson at $75. Oh, <laughs> Who would wow. buy a food at $75? Oh, people man. in Japan. And that means that this week we have what do we have? We have Dan doing our food challenge. <laughs> Here. You sent me two packages. So it's your choice which package you want to open. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe you won't. What do we have, Dan? Big fruit. What's that fruit made of? Wow. This is a set. Do not separate. Big fruit durian. Durian? <laughs> and got some durian candy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. What's what's the deal with this? Is it supposed to just smell awful? So there's free dry durian freeze dry durian in there as well as durian candies. You're gonna be eating the freeze dried durian. It smells pretty awful and tastes pretty awful. <laughs> However, you have a bonus challenge with the durian candies. The reason I send them to you is because your homework assignment is to slip them to as many people as possible, unsuspecting. <laughs> so wait, you want me to eat one of these? 
Go go for the uh, freeze dry Dorian. The other one. Do people actually like these? Uh, people who like them say that it tastes like vanilla. Interesting. I don't know if I believe. Just say freeze dry. They're all the same. Oh, avoid the candies, game. Then eat one of those candies. Come on, Dan. Come on down. I feel like Dan loses these purposely. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Dorian. Yeah, we're gonna start calling Dan Dorian. I mean, this doesn't seem like it's gonna be that bad if they smell them. Delicious, delicious. Get in there. Yeah, of course, it's gonna be great. Do I suck it? <laughs> That's not the first time you asked that question. <laughs> We're not in Thailand anymore, Dan. How is it? I mean, it's not great, but you know what it kind of tastes like? What's that? You know when you go to a gas station and you get that like fresh whiff of fresh gas that you could almost yeah. taste it? It almost tastes like that. <laughs> oh, yeah? Does it smell? But now that I'm, like, eating it more, it actually it's starting, to taste, it's starting to taste better. Yeah, that's what happens with durian, right, Conch? Apparently so. I've never had it. I thought it would taste much worse. Dan, you got off lucky this week. Conch yeah, thought you were going <laughs> to drop dead here. It's really not that bad. Well... Just wait till next week. Your other package is way worse. Better <laughs> open the right package. Well, you got lucky this time, but I have a feeling this won't be the last time we see you in this window right here. Well, hey, <laughs> Quizmaster Sean, it's been a pleasure as always here. I heard uh, you're taking your talents abroad. It's true. I'm heading to Chile next week where I'm going to be hosting a game show about local Chilean culture as well as Madonna. They're big fans of her down there. So if you're in Chile, stop by my show. If not, then catch me on next week on everyone's favorite game show, Win Mike Rollins Lunch. Dan, Corey, Mike, way to go. Better luck next week, Dan. Bring the cat. Bring bring the cat next week, Conch. I'm bringing the cat, and I am out of here. Let me say, Conch, before you leave, I actually appreciate the candy. Probably be eating this all night. Tastes great. Where where is Marie? All right. Take care, Conch. Goodbye, folks. So that was Quizmaster Sean crushing it as always. We have Chad Burmeister coming on. He might have an AI on here for all we know. I don't know. I'm always curious with artificial intelligence, like what is going on in people's worlds? Because it, it seems great in theory, just like 5G. But then when you get to the brass tacks of it, it's like, okay, so what's up here? That's so kind of how I feel about 5G. I keep hearing all this shit about 5G. What does that mean? That things are just going to be faster? I, I think we've seen a common theme when you could just have a sticky like wrappers with words and certain symbols with marketing. It just seriously, can someone answer that? It's five, 5G is supposed to be like super Wi-Fi network uh, internet yeah. where you're able to just connect without even any type of lag. And but then a you lot know, of people say it's like really bad for you. Like it, like the. 5G can like be harmful to the human body. I've I've heard that. I've heard that. But yeah, where there's been caught cancer and like kids coming in these like where these cell towers are. There's a lot yeah. of talk about that. It's hard to know what actually is going on with this. But, it seems like it's been well, a lot of hype. Yeah, no, for sure. But is that something where like once it's fully widely available, which I guess it is now, I'll like change my internet providers? Like how am I, I going to benefit from 5G? 
I think Verizon will probably automatically have it like on their next phone. Gotcha. So it'll make like browsing the internet just a lot faster is essentially. Yeah. What. I guess yeah, like everything where, and you know, and that's why the whole China Hawaii thing, however you pronounce it with the security network, that's been an ongoing thing, which I don't think it'll even matter who's in office with Biden in office. They're going to have the same problem, but yeah. uh, here, here we are with Chad. What's going on, Chad? How are you, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Are you in Denver? I am. Oh, me too. What's, uh, how are you feeling heading into this? It seems like another lockdown's brewing. Yeah, um, yeah, it does feel like that. Um, I'm of the opinion that it's all bullshit. And so <laughs> I've always been a rebel since I was a kid with a mohawk. Hell yeah. And so I'm kind of to a point that says, you know what? I'm Arrest me. You know, like, good luck. You're, so, so, yeah, I was going to ask you, Chad, because naturally being a, a, the sales guru you are, you're clearly an extroverted person. So how, because I have friends that are natural introverts that have been loving the whole, oh, yeah, keep me locked down. I don't need much push. How does a guy like you on the opposite end of that spectrum deal with these types of things? Um, you know, I have kids that are 19 and 17. So it was kind of nice for the first six months or three months because my son didn't have to go to high school for the last year. And so we got to cook dinner with them every night. And it was like, all right, this is a nice little bonus. Um, and, you know, my daughter now, same thing. She's in her last year of high school. So if everyone's growth in school is stunted at the same time around the world, then cool. Chad, let me ask cool. you this. I know I feel like, yeah. I feel like every kid kind of loves their senior year of high school. Was your son and now daughter upset about that? Um, definitely. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of upset. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and then I just get out of the house a lot. I just went to Steamboat for a week pre-ski season. And so it was 70% discounted for the penthouse suite, you know, and that was that was all right. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. a great, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a great idea is going up right before the seasonality hits and, you know, discount and it's empty, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. great, you know, especially during the week. So I was doing podcasts and webinars from there. And then I'd go out and run at night and whatever. It was just good. That's awesome, man. So Chad, tell us like, when did you realize that you were a sales, like a natural salesperson? Was this like, you know, as a kid, some people want to be firemen. They want to be pro athletes. Were you like, oh, I want to be the next boiler room. I knew yeah. when I was a kid and I've got this book. This is the book that kind of helped oh, me. Love that book. So, yeah, I, you know, when I was selling suckers on the bus going to Douglas County High School, um, it was before that, actually, I was at Willow Creek. So Willow Creek Elementary School in the Cherry Creek area. And we'd buy a gross of suckers and I'd sell them for 25 to 50 cents each. And I knew then I was like, oh, wow, you can buy stuff at a low cost and sell it at a higher cost. It wasn't hard, you know. So I knew very young. Wow. So you started, you had your own little hustle selling suckers like lollipops. Yeah, just lollipops. Exactly. Well, would you get them from the corner store and just sell them? Um, Back then it wasn't Costco. I can't remember. It used to be called something else. Sam's Club maybe or something even prior to that. Wow. So We'd go there and you could buy a gross. 144 of them were probably five bucks. 
Okay. So, you know, so that was the natural rebel in you from that day. You're like, okay, I could just dish this off for a profit and the rest was history. Yeah. And then when you get to the end and you've got three or four left, then it was a dollar each, right? Scarcity kicked in. I didn't know the term at the time, but you'd create scarcity with it. And so after a while I learned, oh shit, if I just, maybe I'll keep five hiding in the bottom of my backpack in the morning and then have five more at night <laughs> or a dollar each. Wow. So you knew pretty at a young age when you were able to convince like kids on the bus to buy a sucker. It's like, oh, this is cool being able to convince somebody of something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I'm competitive as heck. So I always had held the rope climb uh, in the competition at elementary school, first through sixth grade. So I always knew I wanted to compete in something. So whether it was swimming or playing lacrosse, I'd always become the top player on any game that I ever played. And so, you know, all you got to do is figure out, oh, sales is a game that, you know, you make more money, the better you are at it. Interesting. And do you think with that, is that something that's innate or do you think it could be taught? Because like Corey, for example, he handles the majority of our restaurant partnerships. He's a natural salesman. And I don't know if he can attest to this, but it seems like it's innate with him. Do you feel as though that's something that could be taught as a next level salesman? Like, sure, you could teach someone to be good at something, but how about to be great? Um, it's interesting because I, I had the fire in the belly, the competition, but then my first job in sales, I was always kind of nervous sitting down across from someone looking him in the eyes, right? I'd always have that kind of like, where do I look? And it was just this, whatever it was, I just wasn't good at that part of the equation. So my first job, I actually didn't do well at, and I couldn't memorize things very well. And so, you know, they're trying to teach you A, then B, then C, the next, then Y, then Z. And I'm like, oh, how do you keep all this stuff straight? So it did take a lot of years to kind of understand what the textbook approach was before I could put it into my unconscious competence, right? It was, mm -hmm. a, it was a hard metamorphosis. <laughs> it wasn't always natural to get into real corporate selling. Got you. So it was part of that metamorphosis what led to you starting your company? Like you feel like some of those experiences chalked up to, okay, I'm at the point now. Was there that fire in your belly where you always felt like you needed to do your own thing? Yeah. Um, and, and help other people so that they don't get in a situation where they become fired. That was always sort of what lit me in the up in the morning was you know, now that I learned how to do my craft better than most, how can I teach other people how to use some of the tactics that I've learned over the years? Wow. And how, how did the 25 sales hack, greatest sales hack come to formation? Was that part of your just playbook as a sales beast out and about where you were kind of making notes? How did well, that I always wanted to, I always wanted to write a book. So when I left transportation sales and went into software, I learned that the traditional software sellers, the Oracle guys and gals would go in and sell multi-million dollar deals knowing that the product wasn't going to work. And I was frustrated as heck. I was like, wait a second, you're telling me you're going to go in, you're going to sell something on a Friday for a million two. And on Monday, you're going to go, oh yeah, those six features that we committed to. If you look in the fine print, it says that that may or may not ever happen. They're like, no, no we bought it. A million two based on that promise. So I entered software right at the time when we were moving from traditional 
licensing deals with an 18% uh, maintenance fee over to recurring revenue SaaS deals. And so if, if I would have had to sell in the old days, unethically, I'll call it, I would never have made it in software. And so moving, as we've seen over the last 20 years, to where now you buy a license of Zoom for $59 a month, if it doesn't work for you, you just cancel it at the end of the year. Or if you're on a month to month, you cancel at the end of the month. So I'm much more in line with put up or shut up. Let me show you how my service works. And if it doesn't work, just cancel. Um, mm. It's much yeah. more in line with how people buy. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful part about our business. That's, that's how it works. If you know, if we don't bring you business, you don't get charged. So it makes sales a lot easier that way for sure. Yeah. And Chad, do you, does your company, so take us through this, like, does it also help weed out for companies that have like a team of salespeople? Are you helping them optimize their workforce where it's like, listen, this is not working with the metrics. How do you go about determining that? Um, a lot of our service is top of funnel pipeline generation. So if you've got a team of quota reps, we would just say, hey, before you hire SDRs and BDRs to do outbound, hire us instead because we'll be 10 times more efficient. So we'll use automation to help us talk more on the phone. We'll use automation to do a virtual assistant to send the emails, a virtual assistant to do social. We'll automate 80% of the task of what an SDR does and so it's, hey, let's go set the baseline first, figure out what you could be doing, and then you don't need to hire a team of three, four, five, ten 10 SDRs or BDRs. So, and are you noticing, is your clientele more younger demographic? Like, are you seeing even like people like my parents' age, for example, in their mid-late 60s, are you seeing people that didn't grow up with the internet starting to adapt to the virtual assistant mindset? Um yeah, I, I, you know, and, and COVID, I think, helped push it along a little bit because, you know, a lot of companies kind of went in and at the beginning, maybe cut 30 percent, 40 percent of their team in some cases. And now it's like, OK, there's still uncertainty in the world as of this moment. And so as long as there's uncertainty, why should I bring on a bunch of new headcount if I could um, if I could leverage an outsource team? So. And I think people are willing and interested because they've heard about AI and sales. They just don't know where to start. And the fact that we've written the book on it and we've been deploying it for over 200 customers, they have some level of trust because they could talk to 10 companies that we've deployed and find out that it's not something that's brand new in the market, right? It's been working for the last three years. And, right. and where do you see the trends going with AI, like in the future? Because when I think of artificial intelligence, you know, naturally people start thinking of, oh, people are getting replaced. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case in sales. You need a human touch. So how do you see that shifting? Yeah, I what I see happening is that it puts more stress on the human to human inter interaction, right? You now have to be better than you were before. And, and I'm honestly seeing it on, on receiving sales calls from companies for the last 10 years. I could say nine out of 10 sales calls have been terrible, horrendous, maybe even 95 out of 100. Like, hey, now that we're in Chad, let's go ahead and you can click here and we're going to show you the screen and point all the clicks out. And you're just like, wait, so we're here to do a demo. You don't know anything about my company. 
And I think that's shifting now because if I can automate the data pull and I can look at, let's just say intent data, right? Bumbora is now integrated into a company called Sales Intel. So I can go and say, show me companies who are looking to buy unified communication as service. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, show me all 1,000 companies that are buying right now. And then give me the data that goes along with it. Um, Zoom Info has a similar thing with Datanize, I think it is, right? They're all kind of bringing in to bear the intent data signals. So now you get the best data. I don't need the rep out there pecking and clicking on data downloads anymore. That used to be two, two hours of their day. Well, then the rep used to send 30 to 40 emails in a day, and that takes three, four hours. So, okay, you know, if, if you're going to customize the first sentence, when you use AI, there's one called Codebreaker Technologies, kind of like Crystal Mouse. It'll tell you what their code is. So my son goes to uh, Golden. He goes to School of Mines now. He would be blueprint first. He'd be action second. And I haven't even taken the test. I just know my son, right? Blueprint, action, and then knowledge, and then and knowledge and action would be pretty close, and then whatever the other one is. Mine is action first, knowledge second, blueprint third. And so think if you're sending an email and, a, and you try to teach a human how to go in and customize all this, it's going to take a long time. You can teach the AI to say, oh, look, here's the core of the email. There's four variations or even 40 variations. Change it and make it bulleted in this one, paragraph in this one, and a video in that one. So it's not here yet, but I can see all the components are there. Where it goes is you'll just say, hey, I need to do a campaign to companies buying this type of technology. It starts pulling it in. It drops it into the email. It customizes it based on the person and how they buy, right? And then it, it, it that's where AI is going. And you can never train a human to do that level of sophistication. But it makes cold calling way less tedious. Like the what you're laying out, it seems like, you know, it's going to be way different. And more important, because now that you've got all these tentacles reaching out, teeing up the salesperson on meetings, right? Why should they do, why should they spend the time doing the email? Take away all that digital stuff. We got you, right? You you give it to the smartest person in the room. It's either a marketing analyst or a sales analyst, right? Sales ops versus marketing ops. Whoever's the smarter person should own the development. And by the way, whoever has the highest level of EQ which generally tends to be a female instead of a male, because we tend to not write as healthy of emails that think about the other person on the other side of the phone. or the That, other side of the that is interesting to think about too, the emotions getting taken out of it with AI, where a lot of times people will be heated in the moment and fire something away. And it's like, oh shit, that wasn't smart. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's interesting. And Chad, it's clear you can, you touch on, you obviously have a passion for sales and even the, techniques, you've gone through the motions. How important is it when starting anything? Like what t- what piece of advice would you give someone that wants to start a business that's just kind of, you know, not sure, they're hesitant? What would you tell them? Yeah. Um, I have a friend who has a business and he's been doing it for more than me. So I've been around three years. He did it for five years, probably. In the beginning, he went out and said, what's the business problem? And let me sell to that. And he made two or $300,000 a year working 10 to 12 hour days, but he does it for himself and he builds the company. Find the problem, sell the solution to the problem. What he shifted to over the last year is 
I think I know what people want. Let me go spend 150 grand or maybe 250 grand on a product and see if the market wants it. And that's a very bad idea because you should go sell what the market needs, pivot a little bit, partner with a back end technology that's already there because there's hundreds, thousands of great technologies that don't have a great sales leader. So ScaleX for the first three years, we've been 100% white label product. Companies, now when people are buying from us, they don't necessarily think that. The brand doesn't say, hey, we aggregate technologies. It's No, it's ScaleX on the website. But in fact, we've brought together six or eight different technologies on the back end. So go sell first, figure out the market fit. In the first quarter, we sold $337,000 worth of services. And wow. then I knew, and we didn't even have an operating plan. We didn't have an onboarding plan. And I had another guy that wanted to go into business with me. And he said, Chad, let's take like six months, a year. We're going to just quit our jobs. And we're going to burn all this money. And then we're going to hope that there's a fit and, and, and just pray about it, you know, because he, he's very big believer, as am I. And I'm like, man, God didn't give me the tools to just pray about it and hope it works. God gave me the tools to go sell it first and then figure out how to deliver it. <laughs> so that's it, man. Just sell it. Sell first and deliver second. Don't get that mixed up. Interesting. That, that's a cool thing to think about. And I, I mean, and that also shows your clout as a salesperson, because I don't think people always naturally have that self-confidence where it's like, oh, I could sell this. But when you think about entrepreneurship, if you can't sell yourself to somebody else, you're not getting anywhere. So that that really says a lot. Chad, we got to shift gears here because we're in the food business. Putting you on the spot. What have you done throughout the pandemic? Do you ever order delivery? Do you cook? What's your jam with that? That's a good question. Man, I saw Uber Eats like come up on television all the flipping time. And it was funny because the thing that hit me was they played a song from the 80s or 90s that I was like, oh, yeah, times were good back then. The nostalgic, <laughs> the nostalgic play. Yeah, yeah. I, I just could smell it in the branding of it. Mm. But I, I ended up buying Uber, uh, buying puts on Uber because I thought the California lawsuit that was going on. And uh, and I thought, wow, this is a tell if they're advertising that hard for Uber Eats. You know, the Our man, dude, I, I bought some Uber myself. That was yeah. Uh, yeah I like no, he said he bought puts on. No, Uber. I played the opposite. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you did well oh, on that. Turn. Yeah. Dumb guy, yeah. dumb guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was definitely a stretch there. They were in hot water for sure. Yeah, I think I got it right. Because a friend of mine said, hey, whenever you start seeing ads for something, he goes, man, 10 times out of 10, I've watched the stock and it just goes down. And I, I, I followed his thinking on it and it, it turned out not to not to work in that case. <laughs> Whenever I'm always worried when someone says something's 10 for 10, I'm always like, and I'm, I'm going to be that 11th guy. I'm going to be 10 of 11. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's really funny. So, but you've, uh, in terms of food habits, do you, what's your, um, that? you know, I haven't done much. Uh, funny, my daughter who's 17 does way more than I do. And it seems so intuitive to just flip the switch, but I, I just never got around to doing it. So Power of habit. it's just habit. That's right. So what would you chat and what would your last meal on earth be? Like what's your go-to cheat meal 
calories out the window, you know, dessert included? Um, yeah, I was just in Steamboat. So I would get a steak and lobster is my meal of choice. They have great steakhouses in all those mountain towns in Colorado, especially Steamboat. You can't, that's going out on top, to say the least. And a little chat, turf and turf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chat, for our viewers, where could uh, they find you, your company? What's the best bet? They would go to www.scalex.ai, and uh, there's an ebook section that was just put up there. So if you want to read about everything we've been talking about today, the book is called AI for Sales, How Artificial Intelligence is Changing Sales. And so check out the ebook. All of my sales hacks books are there, um, and there's another book about uh, success. And that one's pretty good read. I, I did one chapter in the middle of that one. That's awesome. Well, Very Chad, cool. thanks a lot for joining us and best of luck with the future of your business. Pumped to check it out and uh, have a great rest of your day. Yeah, Stay you out. bet. If, if the governor hears this, then, um, you know, he could send the police down and take me in because I'd be happy to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be happy to be the face of uh, of people that are protesting the BS. Chad Burmeister is the new face of this crap. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, man. That, thanks so much, thanks, Chad. Chad. All right, thanks gentlemen. For on, man. Have a good one. You Take care. Have a good that was uh, Chad Burmeister. Character. Yeah, definitely interesting. Interesting product. Yeah, this has been a good one. I feel like we've been on here every day, but it's because we had our podcast built later last week. Next week, we'll be in Arizona. Yeah, I I'll be in Florida. Corey will be in Florida, and Dan will be in Arizona next Monday. Yeah. Nice. When do you get in, Dan? Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I think I get in at like 8. or I think I get in pretty late, actually. I got a long travel day. I have a long travel day with Ball. We're hey, you guys are driving. Paul and Leo. He wants to do a pit stop in Vegas. I'm going to start calling him Sin City, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> when are you guys no, going? I'm kidding. I'm kidding about the pit stop on the way. Paul wants to go to Vegas after uh, Arizona. Uh, it's a great, yeah. great move. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Corey, I know you love that with Paul. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Paul in Vegas. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll bring Leo, you know. <laughs> Leo in Vegas. That's hilarious. I, I <laughs> right? love the idea of Jeff rolling the dice. Oh, it gets me going. Just more of a more of a poker guy. Though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Where's our young man, Dan? He's laying down, dude. My neck, I like re herniated the disc. In my neck. I'm not even bending down to pick up my. So is the man Marie and Miles coming out to Arizona. I think so. Nice Eminem. Eminem. I want to see those <laughs> shit in sync. I got to see that in person. That actually happened for the first time the other day. It was really That's funny. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Corey? Can you actually beat that? You can't beat it. Marie yeah. and Miles shitting in sync, like that's yeah, pretty. I yeah, I, I get it. It's it actually funny. Marie is pretty. <laughs> she's turned into a, a cute young woman. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that is she going to go by a young woman? I, no. I, I, I no, 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 Miss Marie. Probably not. Miss Marie, <laughs> way better. I, I always tell her, I'm like Marie, you're you're a fine young woman. So. <laughs> All I think of her now is Miss Marie. That's like always going to be ingrained in my head. Yeah, Miss Marie. Yeah, like the, no matter what, just like young man could be 130 in dog years, he's still a young man. She goes by yeah, Miss Marie. Honestly, goes by her, man. Even though Miyagi was still a hell of a nickname. 
whenever I get a dog, I'm gonna have to just like give it to you guys for a couple of weeks just to get a good nickname. You guys, oh, are you know, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, to day, I feel like the eyes like goes to bed at night being like, man, I'm so pumped with that nickname. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he sleeps well at night. Yeah, it's like when you could coin someone's <laughs> nickname where they're sleeping well at night because of it. I think I'm responsible for at least like two dozen nicknames over the years that have uh, stuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could list like six right now off the top of my head. Corey, where, where do they even – Conch is one of them. The Conch, Big Things Davis, the big eyes. Things, does Big Things Davis walk around, like introduce himself, like just call me Big Things? I think it's on <laughs> it's on his resume. Dude, it's unbelievable when people stick to that. It makes me feel so great. Big Things <laughs> Davis. That would be actually funny if he actually called himself that. It's on his resume. Right? That would actually got be cards with that, Dan. It'd be a great thing to put on your resume. That yeah. was funny when we got everyone's business cards customized with their, like, you know, go-tos. It's like, listen, it's not what you think. I just do big things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was a fun one, guys. I guess it, ball's making me cutlets tonight. Oh, Ooh, jealous yeah. of that. I got to go run up an appetite here. And I might get this work up an appetite thing going for us. I like it. It's a really good idea. Man, my head is like, I think these headphones don't work anymore. It's throbbing. You guys like the uh, the IPO IPO deal? IPO. I love where your head's at with that, Corey. I think, <laughs> it's, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I just think it's like funny coming from like a, like a local company. It's great. It, it really B-town, is. B-Town yeah. menu IPOs and Butch just offers this like dominant pizza special. People will, yeah. people will, get, a, people will get a kick out of that for sure. Yeah. We yeah. got to do something around IU too, undefeated football. I mean, that's big. We didn't bring yeah, that up, man. Buffs. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, Buffs we're, still, are in the mix. we're still live right now. It's crazy yeah. how, like, IU, they're talking about how they potentially could be, like, in the playoffs, but yet Pac 12 season, like, literally just started. It's like, and technically, like, Big Ten also. I know. That's what I mean. Well, it's like, that's oh. the key with Indiana. As long as you don't need to play more than like seven or eight games, they have a shot. Like this are they is actually, are like, they actually really good this year. They are. Yeah. Our quarterback yeah. is like unbelievable. Yeah. And they have actually, their D is not bad. Like that's the thing. They actually have a respectable D for the first time. I mean, we're literally like blowing teams out. It's wild. Like good uh, yeah. teams. I mean, yeah. Harbaugh, that, that's when you know uh, Jim Harbaugh's done. When you uh, when you can't even be better than Indiana football as the head coach of Michigan, it's like yeah, all right. see, someone put a bet, like a live bet, what will last longer, Harbaugh and Michigan or the coronavirus? <laughs> I'd say the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. But <laughs> well, are they are they about to fire him? Is that like I mean, kind of leaving Michigan? He, he, what the, it's not a good fit. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. He just they're not winning. I think Harbaugh needs to be in the NFL personally. Like I know he did well at Stanford. I, I don't understand a coach when they've had success in the NFL. I would not be motivated to coach college personally. Yeah, I thought he did great with the 49ers. He, he did. did. And he, then, the problem with Harbaugh, he runs into a wall with his methods. The teams just – it gets old quickly. He rebuilds, and then just like you've seen at Michigan, he can't then go to that next level. Hey, that's college, a stubborn guy. Yeah. yeah, coaching college football is crazy. I mean, you're like NFL is such a better job. I mean, college football, like recruiting Dude, in general, is such way a better. Yes. I would not want to deal with those college parents, all that crap. Like, you want to deal with grown ass men as a coach. Yeah, sure. talk about a sales job. Oh, recruiting. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd rather just go into the pros. 
I always think about the movie uh, The Water Boy when oh, Felix like funny. goes into Bobby's house and she's like feeding him like <laughs> fried alligator bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, these guys? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, man. Bobby Boucher. What did I tell you about yeah. that? Oh, isn't there a first female baseball GM too, right? Kim Ang. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. That is cool. So good for her. That'll be the first of many, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, guys, that's that. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah good yeah. weekend. Good order numbers for Lodell. Let's keep Let's it going. Go. Let's we really going. had it. We really had a good week. And you know, we're bringing. Uh, actually, that's all we should really say alive. I'm ending, but. Bootstrapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get low down, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.